Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I know that we're a little late to the game, but I mean, it's not like that much happened this offseason or anything that we needed to talk about. Nothing. No, no, nothing Zero at things. all. Nothing at all happened. I can't really think of anything. Um, I, there were some rumblings about teams possibly realigning, but I must have missed all that. I just have no clue. Where, but I do, Texas own you. They're not playing in the Big 12 anymore, are they, Haley? Or, or, or are they? Or is it hey, in a couple years? What's happening? You know, just in a couple years. If you want to know my actual reactions, once I was able to collect my thoughts, you can go to my Twitter. I have a wonderful video for any Texas fans here. I'm sure you would love to listen to it. I also threw some shade at Nebraska if that's more up your alley. But uh, yeah, they're joining the SEC because like I've been telling you for the past year, it just means more. I mean, Haley. That's that's why I have it on my chalkboard right here. I didn't Look even know you guys. Look at you! <laughs> what a homer! No, what I, a homer! Well, it's my new conference. I mean, well, technically, it's always been my home, right? And it's, we're back together, brother and sister. I'm just so excited to see you guys again at the family reunion. We, we haven't seen each other in what 10, 11 years, something like that. I mean, don't worry. You're going to end up being just like a Missouri in our league. So I'll try and show you the best I can, but you're never going to top Texas A&M's entrance into the SEC. You can try, though. It's going to be cute. It's going to be I mean, cute. It is. I, I think we, we are going to try. I mean, we're going to have to try. But you know what? I don't know if we can get into that too much. We might just spend the entire program talking all about that. Right, right. Um, we could talk all day about that one. But, yeah, we're a little bit late to the party. But, yeah, it was the most – insane and one of the reasons we didn't even need a rush to get out of show Haley you guys were all watching it we all got to see what happened this summer with Texas and OU dropping the atom bomb that was blowing up college football for realignment part two uh we now sit with two new teams in the SEC that are supposed to be there in 2025 uh which you and I both know probably isn't going to be the case that it's I give it 2023 I I would agree with you on that um I I don't think it lasts as long as the big 12 uh TV rights would have us think they last. So the Big 12 right. might be dead in the water. <laughs> the, the, the Big 10, the ACC, and the Pac-12 have an alliance now, Haley. I, I saw that the other day. That kind of seems, though, like kids like trying to like grab spots on the playground. Like, no, the, well, if you take the slides, we're taking the monkey bars. Could you, do, do you know what the no. alliance is? No, have no, you no. heard of it? Yes, of course I've heard of it because this just has the Big 10 written all over it people i wish that the pac-12 could actually think for themselves for once but as we know they're a pretty incompetent conference in general and they just do whatever big brother tells them to do but i'm disappointed in the acc because the acc kind of seemed like you know they were able to pull up their britches put on some big boy pants a year ago and do what was right in regards to the COVID situation but now here they are just following along with ever the big 10 wants to do and it's it just is cowardly they're trying to play it off like this has nothing to do with OU and Texas joining the SEC and basically forming a 16 team super conference but it's just it's immature it's petty and it has Big Ten football written all over it not to mention leaving the Big 12 out to dry like I mean if that's not like if that's not a pre-notion that the Big 12 is even going to exist here in a couple years I don't know what is well, Haley, let's not act like any of us really care if the Big 12 survives. Nobody cares. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you it's kind of like... You did your best job right there to sell it. Like, oh, guys, the poor little Big 12 that you should give your money to, your sweet little pennies. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, I mean, they're really just dead in the water at this point. You know, the awkward part is you've, you've got two points here, right? So for the next couple years... Texas, it's going to be living like an like an ex for Texas and Oklahoma. You're living with your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend. That's what it's going to be like for them. But then also at the same time, they really came in like they're it's like they're the landlords of this conference and they just really put an eviction notice up for the rest of the Big 12 because your time is ticking. It's time to get out of the conference as fast as you can. You better be running, sprinting away because OU and Texas just set fire to your building and well, you got to jump ship. I, I love that. Landlords. I've never even thought about that before because it, it is like that. It is an eviction for all the the trash talking and the hatred towards Texas. And let's be real. Oklahoma's getting out of this like like bandits. Scotch like, free, oh, my gosh. Yeah. In fact, I, there's been so much good material this past summer with all the memes and the gifts. Haley, I actually thought that this one right here, this is exactly what it is. Yes, Texas Texas is the ones ruining college football, and Oklahoma's just sitting over there like. 
No, it's because Texas does the weird things like make their emblem on the official statement slightly bigger than Oklahoma's. Well, yeah, Haley, of course. Like, Why wouldn't we? We're better. <laughs> Listen, both teams knew their standing in the college football world. And don't listen to Paul Feinbaum, who said that Texas right. isn't reveling anymore. Listen, Texas kicked a tiny little pebble down a mountainside, and it turned into Krakatoa. So both these guys know their value. The amount of money, the recruiting that they already get, they're going to get that tenfold in the SEC. And it really put the Big 12 teams in their place. With all due respect to those teams who are great, and everybody could throw out Haley, obviously, like Kansas basketball is awesome. Oklahoma State baseball is a blue blood. I get that there's Oklahoma things. Oklahoma softball. Oklahoma, yes, it's great. But the rest of the Big 12, they don't compare in value and eyeballs, which is where this right. puppy's moving anyways. If anybody thought that realignment was going to end with just Nebraska and A&M and Colorado, everybody else kind of re, re, you know, rearranging ships on, uh, chairs on the deck of the Titanic, it, the whole thing was still going to go. And we're, right. we're not even done yet. I think that's why Notre Dame a few years ago made that preemptive strike where they're like, look, we got to find home with the conference somewhere. Maybe not right. all the way in, but we got to do a little bit because they saw this coming too. Um, well, and I mean, the SEC has, quite frankly, come out and said the only team that they would think about adding is a Notre Dame. They something with that much, value, that cachet. Right. They, they've basically said, sorry, we're not interested in Clemson and Florida State because you don't bring the same TV market value that an Oklahoma or a Texas did. So, you know, they, they're kind of rejecting the ACC right off rip. So I can see a little bit why the ACC is now a little butthurt and they're gonna go grovel on over to the Big Ten and just be like, sure guys, whatever you wanna do guys. Cause apparently that's just what happens when it comes to the Big Ten. The Alliance is gonna be much like the Fellowship of the Ring. It will dissolve, that will not work out. I have no idea no. who's Frodo and Sam in that Tyler, situation. No, but Tyler, it's not, it's not even working out. They literally just came out that in 2024, which if you actually think that Oklahoma and Texas are still going to be in the Big 12 in 2024, like best of luck to you. But they came out yesterday saying that I want to say it's Oklahoma and USC are going to be playing in Vegas in 2024 yes. at Reliant Stadium against one another. So it's like, no, and you and, you know, we've discussed this. They're scheduling things of cross conferences, ma huge matchups that are well in advance, almost into the late 2020s now. So that's not going to switch up just because the Big Ten wants to have an alliance. No, and with all due respect to the Big Ten, you don't have the weight behind your own conference to right. say that Texas and Michigan and Texas and Ohio State that are doing a home and home with each other. So that's four years. You're not going to say no to that money and that viewership. You don't get to make right. that call. So like, like you said, guys, we already have these matchups already planned. They're not going away. And with all due respect to um, the rest of the SEC who, and look, I'm not trying to disparage your Aggies, but a lot of the SEC does not schedule a lot of hard non-conference games against Power Fives. You know the one team that does every year without fail? Alabama. Alabama's playing Miami again at the beginning of the season. Alabama plays everybody around the country. You're going to tell Bama that they can't do that anymore? And you don't want that eyeball but, yeah. either? Like, like that's just, it's I mean, not going to happen. Are, it's a joke. But they are notorious for also scheduling some cupcakes. So I actually appreciate you for recognizing that Bama does play some hard non-conference games as well because I feel like the ongoing theme around Bama is that they just play these cupcakes. I want to say their record right now is like 100 games, like 100 wins against out-of-conference or non-conference opponents to like zero. Yeah, I mean, it's... Bama has done that thing that, I, like, yeah, a lot of people would not notice that about Bama. They've played everybody. Right. At the beginning of the season, yeah. they will t they've done it with Florida State. They've done it with uh, USC. They've done it with Miami. They continue to play big games. They're doing it. With, well, I guess it's irrelevant now because they're doing it with Texas right. in a couple years. I don't know if that still stands. Um, whole point being is that, Haley, you and I talked about this. And long story short about this summer, the way that I saw it is that mortal enemies are now frenemies. A&M got big mad. SEC left them out of the party. That was not nice. And everybody is a freaking like 16 year old drama queen. Like, we are acting oh, like yeah. children the, in college football. College, college football are the biggest drama queens of any conference out there. We easily saw that, and Big Ten takes the crown on it. <laughs> Big Ten has been Kevin Warren still not having a good time. I know that hatred goes back from last year. Um, but kind of getting into that, I mean, Haley, we're back now. And yeah. 
it's so hard to think about last year in the context of this one in, in terms of this. I still don't know what was what last year. I don't know if any of us do. What was an outlier? What could we rely on from um, a set of data that we can really be like, yes, that is exactly how the Pac-12 played football last year when they only played four games, when the Big Ten only right. played six. I think there were so many missed opportunities, obviously, so many players sidelined, situations sidelined that could have been beneficial to teams. Um, I'm so curious to see what happens this year. Because at the top, right. it's the regular cast and characters, you know, the usual suspects with Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia at the top. Of course they are. Of course they are. Because that's right. been the case. I don't know how this is going to end up this year, and I have, I'm very excited, number one, but I think this year is going to be, I think this year has the potential, and I, I don't know if it's going to get that level, but the potential to be like a 2007, off the rails crazy right. with things that you did not see coming. Yeah, like when Texas A&M wins a national championship, that's going to be something you don't see coming. Haley, we're trying to get people to watch this show. I can't have them tune out at the very beginning when you when you throw out some malarkey like that. They're like, that's not going to happen. It is not malarkey. If The fact that you still live in a world that you don't recognize that as a genuine possibility of Texas A&M winning it all, then you're lying to yourself. That's what's happening is you're just flat out lying to yourself because Texas A&M is a contender this year they just announced this week that Haynes King is going to be at the helm he's going to be taking all the snaps under center he's QB1 dual threat kid very similar skill set to Kellen Mon has had time to learn under Kellen watch Kellen who was very successful leader and quarterback at Texas A&M and now they're just going to be able to keep building on that growing in that scheme and I really see it playing out very similar to what we've seen in the Alabamas, in the Clemsons, where it doesn't matter who your quarterback is, it matters what kind of offense you're running and how well you can just plug and play the different pieces. And I think that's ultimately what we're going to see here. Possibly. I mean, there's going to be a lot of that going around this year. When you look at the top 10, Haley, I mean, it's pretty fascinating. Like, we know a lot of these names, right? Not necessarily right. Um, uh, the team, but the quarterback. When we talk about Alabama, all of us know who Bryce Young is. We haven't really I mean, seen him play. I mean, if you haven't, you just can go look up a, a Pepsi commercial. So. Right, exactly. He's making almost close to a mil. But, you know, Spencer Rattler with Oklahoma, we know. We know DJU. We know uh, about JT Daniels from last year. You and I both question why he didn't yep. play sooner. But Brock Purdy, Sam Howell, the list goes on. Yep. The top 10 is stacked with really, really good quarterbacks. But then you do have some guys filling in for that new role, even if they are kind of a name. And King has been a name for a while. People, he's, he didn't like just like pop up overnight, right? Like right. he's been, people have been honed on, uh, honed in on him for a while. Much right. like in Austin with Hudson Card, two guys that are very similar, making plays with their feet. Everybody kind of knew who the guy was going to be, even though neither Fisher Sark were saying it at the beginning of the year. Right. Um, but I'm fascinated to see, well, who's going to take the mantle? Because out of that top 10, yeah, we do have a lot of talent. And like you said, a lot of those teams, you would think it is plug and play. I don't know if that's the case for the Aggies. I don't know if it's the case for Alabama. I don't know if C.J. Stroud at Ohio State is as good as people are saying he is. And for some of these teams, one of them, a couple of them are going to fall. That top 10 is not going to be the same at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Every, every single year, the top 10, one of the teams in the top 10, it might be the top 15 I can't remember off the top of my head but between 110 between 10 or 15 at least one team has a losing season not just falls out of the top 25 but every single year one team in the top 15 has a losing season so looking at it like who is it going to be you know there's a lot of different options here and like how you were talking about all the turnover, I this season really does feel like last year felt like it a little bit. I think only because the we felt the biggest effect of turnover being what we saw out of LSU. Right. So it felt dramatic. But this year, almost a ton of the top teams have a lot of turnover. And, a ton. You know, yeah. And I mean, except teams like honestly looking at the top 10, the ones that kind of don't are Cincinnati and Iowa State and yep. they both honestly feel those programs should feel snubbed by how last season played out so is that going are we going to be able to see a chain reaction to how last season ended and what those guys are coming for this year or is it going to be a thing where it was just like last year was an anomaly now it's time to play some 
real football again and have a lengthier season. That's the thing. That's what I go to with a lot of these teams. That's where I don't know with I don't know with Ohio State. I don't know with Georgia. I don't know with Texas A&M. On paper, I look at Texas A&M and I say they probably have the best running back group in the country. They arguably have one of the best tight ends. They have a very talented quarterback. I don't know if I trust. Super super strong defense that has majority of the players coming back this year. Except for Leon O'Neal. Let's let's be real. He's not a threat. Come on. I even got to laugh out of you. Come on. That's not a threat. That's not a threat on your defense. But that offensive line is new. I actually worry about Jimbo Fisher of that offense being too staunchy. I look at a lot of these other different teams, too. I look at a North Carolina there at 10. Okay, explain, explain for the people the word staunchy. Stodgy. 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 As yeah, in uh, Jimbo Fisher likes to run an offense that they ran in, like, 1860. <laughs> That's Jimbo's that is not per- true. That is Jimbo's preferred method of moving the ball downfield is killing you with how slow and painful it looks. No. That is not it. A&M has such dynamic players that it's impossible to say that. It is not impossible because I just said it, and it's true. If we No, if they were a ground-and-pound team like Georgia the past couple years that just re- has relied heavily on the run game, yeah, you could say that. It's very slow. I mean, have you watched a Georgia football football game for the I past mean, yeah, Haley, I have. I'd because- rather watch – paint dry yeah because you and I have to because it's our job to do I, <laughs> I think there are with teams though like looking at it my point being is that AM looking at it on paper they got great right. products I look you mentioned Iowa State okay let's see we got Brock Purdy back check we have Brees Hall back who might be the best running back in the country arguably right, right. Uh, we have Charlie right. Kohler who's arguably the best tight end in the country and we got Matt Campbell yep. back what sh- what we have everything we have all the pieces we beat Oklahoma last year why can't we go win the big 12 um I look right. at those teams as I like, mean, maybe it is a that's breakout what year. For. They have to. This but, is it. But, okay, but the difference between an Iowa State taking that lump over in Oklahoma, the gap just feels too wide there. I've seen a lot, a lot of national media this year talking about how close and how neck and neck A&M and Alabama are for the top spot in the SEC West, and I don't know that I can say the same thing for Oklahoma and Iowa State, simply because I think, like, I just – I've not seen what I need to see out of Brock Purdy to be confident that this Iowa State team can take it to that next level. Was last season spectacular? Have what they've done in the past two seasons been something to celebrate? Absolutely. But remember, last year was a down year for Oklahoma, and look how they finished. You have now an experienced Spencer Rattler. You have experienced skill guys around him. Their defense last year was one of the best defense they've had in a decade. So Oklahoma's only going to get better this year. Iowa State last year was your chance, and just unfortunately I think the gap is too wide between them. I think I, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think that they're going to get their chance again to, to prove you wrong in the Big 12 championship game. I don't right. really see anybody else contending for it, including my own Longhorns. But it is interesting to note right there that the one thing, I, you know, last year, Haley, when we looked at it, we talked about who are the guys that could probably get a team through COVID with consistent leadership and know-how. Well, that's Nick Saban, yep. and Nick Saban in Alabama did, did it the right way. They had no games canceled. They had zero COVID issues except for Saban himself, and they won the national championship. And when I look right. at consistency in the top ten, just kind of looking at all of it, I think one and two are wrong. I think Oklahoma is the number one team in the nation for what you just said. It's been about 21 years since Oklahoma's won a national championship, and in yep. 2000, what got them that title was defense. What Alex Grinch has done in the past couple of years in Norman he has got to be the hottest D.C. on the planet, maybe one of the hottest coaches coming out of this year. That defense right. is what is keeping them in there, and that's why they've been struggling in the playoffs. Right, Haley? they got the offense to go mm-hmm. with it. They've, that's never We've been an issue. We've seen that for years. Going, never going back been an to issue. Baker's. Yeah. Going back to Baker's year, you know, you, you remember that Rose Bowl that he played in. Like, it came down to the fact that the defense – just couldn't get the job done. That's it, what the Big yeah. 12 has been known for, is that there's no defense. You just have got, ever since Cliff Kingsbury and Mike Leach, you know, those Texas Tech days where he brought the air raid to the Big 12, defense have just, just fell off a cliff. Yeah. But Oklahoma's at least making a strong case to bring some defense back to play. Um, and, and, I mean, I could see an argument there. Mostly I like your statement on Oklahoma getting that number one nod because typically the team that starts out as number one in the preseason polls does, does not finish number one. <laughs> um, so that doesn't bode well for Alabama. But a couple other teams, you know, that I still just look at them and I think they're a little bit of frauds 
is I'm going to call out Clemson and Ohio State this year. And that simply has to do not even with their not even with the athletes they have on their roster, but because of their schedules, Tyler. I mean, Clemson, after their opener versus Georgia, it's like, whoa, congratulations. You're playing Georgia. Let's see. This is actually more going to tell us what Georgia has versus what it's going to say about you, Clemson. And aside from that, like, they're only playing three teams with winning WEC winning records in from 2020 three and that's exactly what Clemson did last year that was my biggest argument if you remember about Clemson even making it into the playoff was because what are we doing people Clemson doesn't play anybody we saw everyone was like oh mighty mighty wow I have a lot of PTSD from the end of last season I'm just all these emotions are. I know because you're mad up. you're but, mad about Clemson not playing anybody but let's not forget A&M only beat one team with a winning record last year but they still went through an SEC West. You cannot it, that, compare it, that, an SEC West to the ACC. You cannot. Like, I will not have this argument with you. <laughs> You're going to have to because we're doing on. a show together. Yes, I know. But I will move on <laughs> from my anger about Clemson and also displace it back to an Ohio State team. Ryan Day is 23-2 and as their head coach, and he's a perfect 15-0 and versus the Big Ten. Someone in the Big Ten, please step up this year and put them in their place. Like last year, they got just lucky. It was so evidently obvious that people were so desperate to just have Ohio State in there. They might have not even, they shouldn't have even played their damn six games, whatever it was, because Ohio State didn't deserve to be where they were. Listen, because that, of the nope. fact that they are the moneymaker, that's the reason why they got there. Like Indiana, I still remember you, hellacious season. Like you should have been there. Sorry. Well, look, 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 the penis man got hurt. Penix, excuse me. Penis man <laughs> Penix, who with the, with the, the outstretching the arm, God uh, yeah. dived in the beginning of the year. Look, yes, I can see that in your bitterness towards Ohio State. It wasn't Ohio State's fault that Penn State decided to be like, hey, guys, we're going to go 0-5 because whatever. Like, nobody falls for that. I'm honestly even thinking of Big Ten right now. Like, Penn State didn't even come to my mind. That's how Haley, that's it was how the worst of- season. Like, they didn't even get to finish a full okay. season right, but that was the worst season they've ever had. Um, no, I'm aware. I mean, Wisconsin I got decimated. That, but like, yeah, but even I mean, thinking like you could have told me that Penn State opted out of the 2020 season, and I probably would have been like, "Oh, that's it. right, that's right, they did." You're you're so right because yeah. that's how their season felt. Nothing went right for them, and it's just like it. That's just what irks me to no end is because Ohio State year in and year out, they have no challenges, they have no difficulty. There's no cones set up in their road. There's no bumps. They're just sliding on into the college football playoff, and then they get dismantled in the college football playoff. And it's like, how many times do we need to he- see this story? I will tell you. I'm going to give you a lead course, so not so fast, my friend, because I think you're going to get your wish this year. Because I think this year, kind of going back to what I was saying at the beginning, I think there's going to be some sleeping giants this year. We did not yeah. get a good idea of who the Big Ten was last year or the Pac-12, let alone SEC, Big 12, Especially and ACC, right? the Pac-12. Right. Like, no Big clue. Ten, Big Ten, we got, like, some flashes here and there as to what we were working with, but the Pac-12 was, No clue. Like, but we have uh, some fans in the chat, and by the way, chat, it's not that we haven't forgot about you. We're just trying to get through as much information as possible. We're getting the wheels going on this thing. But we have Leash coming here saying, as a Pitt fan, the ACC slander hurts. That's where I think it's going to be a little bit different for your Clemson and your Ohio State there, Haley, I think that a Wisconsin that we got to see a flash, uh, flash of, right? Like a wisp Before of what COVID decided to take down their big win. They went out and partied. And right. Exactly. I think Wisconsin could be in the fall for you. I think that you're going to see a different Michigan team. I don't think Penn State's going to start off the way that they did again. I think Indiana is still going to be in the mix. I think it's still yeah. going to be a tough road for a leash. I actually think your pit team is going to make some noise. I'm not going to be surprised if Florida State Haley with a McKenzie Milton maybe back in the mix if he beats out Jordan Travis for the starting job, they could make some noise in the ACC. NC State is going to be there in the end. It is not going to be a cakewalk again for Clemson and Ohio State. That's all I'm saying to you. I don't think that's going to happen. That was displaced anger from last season. And so them being where they are feels unfair currently looking at the standings. But I will say I think the ACC definitely intrigues me more this season because of those reasons. And even, even Miami. Even Miami, who we, I know we, we kind of forgot, but it was kind of the year one of Deer King, what was it going to be? And it was exciting, but we, we definitely saw that they were a ways away. Maybe another season has changed that. So I don't think, and to your point, I mean, I think. And Miami got a Rambo from Oklahoma. 
They did get he did they did yeah. get Rambo. There you go. Yeah. Another little weapon for you. Uh, yep. Derek King, by the way, crushing it. Uh, that's the other big thing that we'll probably have to talk about. I we forgot to mention that in what happened this summer, but he's you know all these players are getting sponsors now, which you and I <laughs> talked about last year. Which we are yeah. round of applause. It's awesome. Yep. We're so happy, happy to the, finally see it. Do you know who Derek King got for his Taco Bell? He got college hunks oh. moving junk. <laughs> that's that's his sponsor wow. down in Florida. Is you college know, hunks hey, moving junk? I, you know, I'm not surprised that you brought attention to this one, Tyler. Why? You and I have had a good time this summer talking about all of the different and unique uh, new sponsors that we're seeing come out of the woodworks for these athletes. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's it's really cool to see. It's really exciting. I love you know, the universities that are putting this back towards good as well. I want to say um, there was a university I saw, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. It was a few weeks back. We're able to take sponsor money from from the NIL and from players and put it towards, you know, other players that are not getting these sponsorships. And, you know, even recently in Nebraska, their O-line got to make a burrito for a local spot and so it's like the pipeline burrito and so it's really cool to see the connections that brands are having with these athletes and i ultimately think it's just going to be good for the sport in general it is and i mean a lot of this stuff's going to get regulated right because we can't yeah. just like let it be whatever but everybody thought haley and you and i knew this and i'm sure everybody watching this did too this like y'all are going to freak out for nothing like that dude's what? getting Kane sponsorship. Let Nobody me, like it's nobody's right. getting like sponsored like by Merrill Lynch or Amazon. No. Um uh Kayvon Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau in yeah, Oregon, Oregon. Yeah. has racked up like eight hundred K. Like he's close to a mill in sponsorships, which kind of shocks me because the whole Oregon thing, but he does. He is from Southern California, so that kind of makes sense. But uh yeah, I mean it's just Overall, it's just a good thing. And the thing I was going to ask you before I remembered Kayvon Thibodeau is just banking in dough. And I want to know that Chad's answer this too. What athlete in the past, I got to I gotta put a cap on it, past 20 years would have benefited the most off the new NIL rule? I like that. Dr. B, who is our moderator, Doc, I know you're in there and I appreciate that. So the question is, in the last 20 years, so basically since 2000, which player would have benefited the most? Man, I don't know. There's so many right there. That just got my brain in its hizzy. I know, I know like, he doesn't quite fit, but Mike Vick was so freaking was big. He 20, was he only 20 years ago? No, he was longer than that. That was like 98, okay. 99. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I that's still, like, that falls in. We can, can we, we're going to put Mike Vick in. I, I'm the host Fine. of the show. I'm put, we're putting in Mike Vick. Okay. But we'll see. Um, we'll, get, would, we'll come back to the I chat mean, like, and ask them that. I mean, you've got like you've got Tebow, you've got Johnny Football, Vince Young, like Reggie Bush. You know, like. Did you really honest. just say Tebow? <laughs> Tebow. He Tebow. was a good college athlete. You cannot take a, that away from him. That he was a dynamic college athlete. And he sure was, it. Haley. Mm. Mm. <laughs> For mm. NIL purposes, for Lordy. NIL purposes, and the purposes of the question, he was, he like captivated America with his speech, his, just everything about him, he would have 1000% benefited from no, the NIL. No, you know what, you're, you're not wrong, in fact you're right, because he would have been Joel Olstein part two, that's what <laughs> Tim Tebow would have been. So you know what, I'm wrong, I'm dead wrong. In fact, we can, so Dr. B, shut down the poll. would have had to endure him being a tight end in the preseason for the Jags, we would have just had to be endured by the plastering of his mega church, is what you're saying. Hmm. God bless. Uh, God bless Tebow. Yes. <laughs> the poll's over. That's the you're answer. You're giving him too much shade. You're giving him too much shade. He was a great college football athlete. <clears throat> he sure was. He sure was. Uh, does Chris Leake feel the same way? Because when we ever talk about Tim Tebow, we're like, Tim Tebow won two national championships. Oh, really? Really? Who was the starting quarterback in 2006, Gators? It wasn't Tebow. But I digress anyways. I love Tim Tebow. Are you kidding me? He's my favorite person. Moving, <laughs> moving on. Oh, you broke my brain. That was a really good question, though. Chat, keep it going with who would, be the, uh, who would benefit the most. Um, 
And I think it's good. It makes me wish like things would have been easier for Johnny in that regard or some other different players that got busted for stupid things like they're like right. giving my own. Nobody cares. Nobody's ever caring. I do hope that it does get regulated in some form, and I'm sure it will. But right now, I'm really liking it because to the chagrin of the critics, like nothing bad happened. The sky didn't fall on our heads. Like it's right. okay. It's great. Right. Um, it's okay to change college football. It's fine. It is okay. So speaking of which, everybody's looking to change college football this year. Um, we have a full deck now. Everybody's ready to go uh, for the most part, unless your coach is a dumbass, and I have a rant on that later that we're probably going to get to here in a second. But, Haley, level playing field, okay? Yep. Everybody's wanting to chase that title, four get in, everybody else goes home. So we're going to do a new segment that you came up with. Uh, everybody does a hot or not, but we're doing it yeah. weekly. Who's feeling right. hot today, a day before college football starts on a Saturday, August 28th? Who's feeling hot right now? And is it who's feeling not? Yeah. No, not who's hot? hot and who's I, not. But who's, who's a hot naughty? Who's not. Yes. Who's wow. not e hot? Who's hot right now feeling it right now, Haley, going into the week? Going into maybe not even specifically maybe not just this, this week. week because, you know, we've got a really rock star slate of games. The fighting Nick Starkles are out there. Some UCLA-Hawaii action. But, uh just going into the season in general yes, for who's hot and who's not. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, we can even say coming off of coming off of the off season because next week we can actually do a who's hot and who's not headed into week one. But I've, I've got to say, oh, I, people are going to get fired up for me on this one. I'm going to start with my knots. So my first knot is going to be USC. USC not feeling hot. Are, you are not hot headed into this one. I know that you are proud of yourselves for going undefeated last year and all of that jazz, but I'm just not convinced. USC is so wrapped up in the stardom and trying to make themselves relevant again that it's they just do not have an identity. I need USC to stop latching on to what was and embrace who they're going to be moving forward. And I'm still just not convinced that Coach Helton is the man for the job. I'm really not. We've been waiting for it, and I am just not excited about this USC team. They kind of, I feel like, are getting the Texas treatment and that it's like, hey, we're going to put them in the top 25 because they're a national brand and people know who they are, and we can't leave them off. Like, So heading into the season, I'm out on USC. I do, I do not think that they're hot headed into this one. I will also say, again, as I've mentioned, I've got Iowa State and Ohio State as not. Is not feeling I, hot? Not feeling hot. Not hot on them headed into the season. You're not hot on them? Okay, I get that. Do you want me to start, yep. start in the not column? you want me to start in the hot column? Start in the not com column. The not column? We'll I'm yeah, gonna, we'll finish positive. I'm going to agree with you with the uh, Mark Helton, who I called Todd Helton last year because he's literally just nothing. Wait, isn't he Clay Helton? <laughs> he's Clay. Did I say Mark? Listen, yes, the Mark. Mark Clay Todd Helton Part 2 Electric Boogaloo <laughs> in Los Angeles, it's not working. Here's the game plan. The CMT. He's he, he, CMT the CMT. Helton. Listen, listen. Hey, Toddy. Uh, Todd Helton. Mr. Helton. Toddy. Mr. Helton. Coach hey, Helton. His name is Clay. Do not Clay Helton. Mr. Helton. Clay Helton. Listen to me. You're going to get fired. And then in like three years maybe two years, Urban Meyer is going to get fired, and then he's going to take the job he should have taken instead of going the Jaguars. So that's the game plan here, folks, so because it wasn't going to work before when I thought your name was Todd. It's not working right now when I thought your name was Mark. I don't know who you are or why you're still coaching the Trojans, and you barely went 4-0 last year. Every game you won, you won on like a last-second play. They weren't good, Haley. I agree yeah. with you. They have picked up a ton of transfers, so they do have a ton of veterans coming in. A lot of them are from Texas, so take that for what it is. But they do have Slovis, who kicked JT Daniels much, out of, of, of USC, who's with Georgia now. So at the quarterback position, you feel a little bit confident. But apart from that, I have no idea. I agree with you or not. I do. I will say I forgot about – because so I was going just off the top 25 because for the show, but I do have to give a, a little asterisk disclaimer of a team that is not hot heading into this season because next week I don't even know if I can uh, include them because I don't know that we will care that they're even playing, but that's Tennessee. Like, woo, they are just, I want to say they lost like 17 players this offseason. Like Tennessee, if you need a team to make yourself feel better going into this one, 
Just go look at the at the situation that's been Tennessee this offseason. You should go look at the rock. Somebody put something really inappropriate on the rock again. I found it I thought it was funny. We probably can't mention it on the show, but I thought it was good. It sums up Tennessee in a nutshell. Josh Heupel. Um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> probably not. He probably has the toughest job in all of college football to turn that ship around. Actually, I'm going to one-up you because this is on my not. This was at the top of my not-feeling-hot list where my rant yep. comes into play. So I'm going to go full screen for a second, Haley, so I can grab it. Um, Auburn, you're not feeling hot right now. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Brian Harson. You're, you're literally not feeling hot right now, or you might be feeling hot. I'm not sure because you have COVID right now and you're in quarantine because your dumbass didn't want to get the vaccine out to your players. You didn't push it on them. You didn't push it on yourself, but you're not telling anybody if you got vaccinated or if you did. It doesn't really matter now because you have COVID. Your team is refusing to do so, and your team is falling behind. And I hate to break it to you, dumbass, but your quarterback is Bo Nix. And Bo Nix is not leading anybody anywhere. Unless you think that throwing for under 60% completion percentage for a career is going to get you to a title in the SEC West. It is not, my friend. You need to stop telling me and trying to convince others that Bo Nix knows how to play football. He does not know how to play football. Tigers fans, you need to stop it if that's what you believe. If you're having conversations with your family and friends this year about how Bo Nix is going to turn it around, you need to seek medical help immediately. You are all wrong. You are all delusioned. And it's probably because your head coach is a dumbass. Auburn is not feeling it this year. I am sorry, but I'm not sorry. It kind of goes for the same thing with Mississippi State and Mike Leach. Don't want to push the vaccine? Fine, Mike. Do what you did last year. Rocket ship week one, and then we never heard from you the rest of the season. You might not be there in a year or two. Yeah, but hey, flipping that switch to the other Mississippi school is a team that I do have circled as feeling hot headed into this season. Haley, can Our, we do we have a button? We need to do a button when we're both feeling hot. The burr, burr, burr. We're both somebody chat. Dr. B, we've got to do a go. hot thing. We're feeling hot. Yes, old miss. Go. Old miss. Yes. Yeah. I mean, with Matt Corral, the dude can sling it. The numbers that this team was putting up last year, they were a fun football team to watch and simply for that is why I'm calling them hot moving in going into this season because I think just with another season of Lane Kiffin you never know what you're going to expect things are always going to be spicy down there and I mean I'm excited I'm really excited for this Ole Miss team hotty toddy gosh almighty who the hell are we flim flam bim bam Ole Miss by damn Wow, you're so ready for the SEC. That's really cute. Those are the only people I've ever met before. I don't know if those are the good people that I need to meet in Old Miss with Colonel Reb. Mm. Y'all guys could have been the land sharks. You didn't. What a failure. Listen, everything you just said is right. I, I love him so much, Lane Kiffin. I think that what they're doing is tremendous. What you said about Matt Corral is, is exactly right. This team, I think, eight or nine wins, right, Haley? This is a team right. that is going to, and I hate, you better not like him as much as you think you do, because this is a team that is going to ruin somebody's year in the SEC West. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't worry. I, I do not know who that thankful. is. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm thankful that Texas A&M and Ole Miss game was canceled last year, which almost makes that matchup even spicier headed into this one because they did not face each other. So this A&M team has not seen what Ole Miss can do, and that could easily be a trap game. I'm going to pull up Texas A&M's schedule really quick because, sorry, bummer, everyone, I don't have it memorized, which well, is who am I? I, I who I, am I? Well, I do but. know that uh, Ole Miss does get LSU and A&M at home, which is a pretty big deal, at least for them. But then again, I don't know if Lane Kiffin really cares where I, he plays. I was going to say, I oddly was not – oh, people are going to come at me for this one. I oddly was not bothered. Like, I was kind of just all right with when we were when we played in Oxford when I was – and for those listening, maybe you're listening to us for the first time, I worked for the Texas a football program during the Sumlin eras. Yes, you can feel bad for me later, but um, we I was on the sidelines, worked when we played um, down in Oxford, and I just was kind of like, ah, all right. Well, I get it. It's because you're used to like very uh, 1980s communist block looking buildings in the Dixie Chicken. I understand if that's what you were like um, brainwashed okay, with. Okay, no. Have you seen Kyle Field? Argument next. Kyle Field, you don't get to eat and sleep at Kyle Field. There's nothing to do with Kyle Field except watch a football game I like at every other stadium. I have locked in on Kyle Field, so I've gotten locked on a stadium. And, and, I, and I, I've been down on Kyle Field. I have grass from Kyle Field. 
beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. I kept it in a jar oh, that God. said Texas beat A&M in 2011 on the last Big 12 appearance ever. You're so annoying. Um, but going back to A&M's schedule, man, this thing is beautiful. I just got even more hypes looking at their schedule. We'll, we'll get into them next oh, week, good guys. God. It's a it's a long season. I know. I'm I maybe maybe will not be like this all week. I'll be like this all week. You're going to be all like season, that all week. Also probably. But it's it's rightfully so. I mean, the two... Okay, this is the one thing I will say because I'm looking at it right now. And then I'll make my point. The two SEC East teams they have to play. Whereas last year, they got they had Florida and... I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Florida and South Carolina, I guess. Because we play South Carolina every year. So, like, hell yeah, we play South Carolina every year. Damn Gamecocks. But this year, our other SEC East opponent, Mizzou. So that's fun because we don't have to play any hard teams from the SEC East, which is only one. But, you know, Georgia's not on the schedule. And then A&M has Auburn and Ole Miss back-to-back weeks. Didn't y'all only beat Vanderbilt by, like, four points? It was, like, week one of last year. Don't give me those excuses, hollabaloo, midnight yell. We're moving forward. It's 2021 now, Tyler. (laughs) You're such a freaking Aggie, man. You're killing me. You're killing me. Look, I'm going to give you another hot, okay? Outside of Ole Miss, i got to give you a hot. Um, Here's who's feeling hot, too, is Coastal Carolina and Louisiana. These two teams last year put the heat. Oh my gosh! You tell me that I'm an Aggie. You will not get off. No. Coastal Carolina hey, and Louisiana. I'm you a- and the Raging Cajuns. My God. Listen, I'm gonna tell you why they are feeling hot. I think they are feeling hot. I think people are gonna be hot on them. Both these teams return the key pieces that they need to to succeed. Louisiana has won two back-to-back 10-win seasons. They beat Iowa State last year. Their only loss was to Coastal Carolina. And the only reason I'm hot on these two guys and they should be hot on themselves is because they put pressure on the playoff committee to where the playoff committee fumbled their words, did not know how to explain why they had them so low in the polls, and I loved that. I love them doing that to the committee. I love them having to force their hand to make them say the name, where did you put Coastal Carolina? I love that. Coastal Carolina was, without a doubt, the most entertaining team in the country last year outside of Alabama. Mullets versus Mormons was the game of the century. And Louisiana is looking to do the same thing, starting off with a week one visit to Austin, Texas, to knock off another Big 12 team. If they do that, both those teams are already in the top 25. Just stay around. Go undefeated. Make everybody sweat a little bit. That's what I I want. I just gave you the biggest eye roll because you just said Coastal Carolina was the second most entertaining team to watch last year. And I disagree with you on that one, but still staying. Who who is more entertaining than them? I mean, I even was more entertained by Clemson last year. Oklahoma was more fun to watch last year. Cincinnati. Because you're sitting and, with and you're, speaking, you're sitting with the and, fine okay. folks up in the suite, and you don't know what real street football is like, Haley. You don't know what it's like to play <laughs> okay. in a high school stadium when you're a D1 college because you're an elitist. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hey, welcome to the SEC, buddy. All right. Well, speaking in that same, you know, same vein, there, I will say my other team that is hot. I'm going with Cincinnati. They're returning 14 starters. Desmond Ritter, he has to be in Heisman conversations. They do have a new D.C., Mike Trestle, coming from Michigan State. Their final two games this year is going to be Indiana and Notre Dame. So things could be looking great for them until potentially those final two weeks. That's kind of going to be their season-deciding games. But Cincinnati should be feeling great going into this one. I completely agree. That's another. We don't agree on much, but we love Cincinnati and we love Desmond Ritter. Yeah. And, Chad, I swear, if you have not watched him play football, you are all, you're losing out in life. He is amazing. Right. It's pretty electrifying. And you and I both agree, too, that that Peach Bowl versus Georgia, Cincinnati lost that game. They did not get beat by Georgia. They can yes. hang with the yes. big boys. And I think to your schedule's point, or to the, your point about their schedule, which I think that's kind of that's the kicker right there, right? Is like there's, not, there's not a lot. You beat Indiana and Notre Dame, that might be your only two ranked wins. But if you win out and if you're just there at the end and one of the big boys slips up, I think you have enough cachet from last year to be like, yeah, since he could grab that four spot, which would be insane. Right. I I was going to agree with you there in that, but you took the words out of my mouth. Like, be flashy. Get style points. You know, kick teams' teeth in. You know, hit them where it hurts. 
Sounds very SEC of me. Hit them where it hurts, guys. Um, but really, that's what Cincinnati's going to have to do. Gain the attention. Be the Coastal Carolina of last year. Be the BYU of last year. But you're more exciting, and people kind of give more of a shit. But, like, just be that team that America wants to root for and be the underdog. Be the underdog story. You started to do that last year. Keep it rolling. And I think Cincinnati should be feeling very strong headed into this one. And my last hot, another team that should feel really good, is North Carolina. Honestly, A&M, it's hard for me to say it. They A&M pulled through because they were just the better team for four quarters. But UNC was was not playing with three of their starters. They're their skill guys did not play in that game, as people love to point out. But that was a fun game to watch. If you didn't watch the Orange Bowl, then okay, whatever, if you don't watch it. But if you're a college football fan, that was it. just a fun game to watch and appreciate. And I just love what Mac Brown is doing at UNC. Sam Howell, this is his last season before he departs for the NFL. Arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I think UNC is definitely also one of those teams that people really need to keep their eye on. I mean, t- from a talent perspective, yes. Um, everything you just said kind of blew my brain. One that you admitted that. A&M got a little lucky in that bowl game. I love uh, hearing you, you know, say that. You know, we do talk <laughs> about that I am, yes, an Aggie fan, but I'm also a realist. I, I really love the game. I can take things for what they are. A&M still got the win. They still finished the highest they had in program history. It was fine. We had some breakout stars. So it all worked out in our favor to the point that now I can acknowledge the situation for what it was. Enough time has passed. So when you're on top and you're safe and you won't fall over the edge of the cliff, then you can say, yeah, that uh, that happened. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I love that. I love that. I do that too. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, though, for you on North Carolina because, yes, Sam Howell, arguably the best quarterback in the country returning this year, but I think it is because of Michael Carter and uh, uh, Javante Williams leaving and Jazz Newsom being gone at those skill positions. I don't know if they have enough talent to replace that to have the success. I think the ACC is going to be up in quality of football from the middle of the pack. I don't know if North Carolina has enough. Can Sam Howell really just do it all on his own? That's my biggest question for them. Yeah. We're definitely going to find because like their defense likely returning 10 starters. So that's something that that team's definitely going to need to carry them through. But they don't they don't play Clemson this year. It's, you know, same same story. So like you just they just kind of need to take care of business and just get by. Very similar to Cincinnati. Take care of business and things might work out in your favor. And Mac Brown, you son of a bitch, you old bastard you. You 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 sly fox. I knew you would do this to me. He's just racking up recruits. Guess who the number one the player in the country of uh, next year just signed? Uh yep. North Carolina. Yep, Big I old defensive that. tackle, was, five star. Yep, and he was he was deciding between the Oklahomas, the you know the Alabamas, and yeah, he, he decided to take it. Decided to take his talents down to North Carolina, Raleigh. Because Mac Brown got in his mom's kitchen. That's not a euphemism. That is really what happened. Mac Brown will get. <laughs> this is what Mac Brown does. Mac Brown will get in your mom's kitchen, and he will do the dishes with her, and then you will sign to go to that college. That's it. That's how he's gotten every recruit. It's famed. It's, it's a pretty strong strategy, not going to lie. Getting a mom's kitchen. That's going to get you the players you need to win a national championship. ACC is going to be fun this year. I have one. Yeah. Why well, have a twosome for feeling hot? It kind of goes back to the front. And then we could All probably right. give our playoff picks before we get out of here. All right, let's do it. Oklahoma and Texas are both feeling pretty hot right now. They're kind of like the prettiest girls at the prom, everybody's talking we about us. We just said that Texas is not going to feel hot. I can under, I can agree with you for Oklahoma, but no, Texas is like, Texas just tries so hard to be relevant. And no, 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 like, no, no. That's their, that's that's you guys. Last, that's like, you guys. No, this is we have been relevant, Tyler. Wake the hell up! It's 2021. <laughs> if we were in freaking 2013, maybe you could say this argument. But no, sorry, we are relevant. There's like whole ass articles that people write out that we control the state of Texas now. Hashtag WRTS. Shout out to the Sunland era. I mean, you can say you run the state, but we just blew up college football. Y'all didn't when you moved to the SEC. Congratulations. Thank like, you. How long are you going to ride on that this whole season? Because if you are, we agreed that we were not going to bring it up this whole season. Because we're not. that's we're not. Texas you, is you not just brought moving it up. to the SEC. You, you just brought you it just up. Did. You just said that y'all no, freaking no, no, no. blew up college football. Yeah, we did. We did. We 100% yeah. did. 100% did. I'm not talking about y'all guys. I'm talking about us right now. 
I'm talking about the Longhorns feeling very good about themselves for doing what they Go did. Go and to slide <laughs> away into the abyss of nobody caring. Yeah, about no, you this it, no, everybody slide does away. care because everybody no. hates us. Everybody is moving because of Texas, and Texas loves that. That's how you be relevant is because everybody in the room has to now do something because of what you did. And that's what's happening right now in college football, which I love. The pettiness and the hatred are off the chains crazy. The Big 12 this I year. Mean, you, are, you are undoubtedly the villains of college football. No, not villains. The villain. We are Thanos now. And I fucking love it. Oh, it's the best. No, you're more like a low-key. Let's chill. Let's it doesn't chill. matter. Villain. There, there's no Thanos. villains anymore. No, there's there's one. there's one. There's you're one villain. Thanos. That is Texas. And that's what yeah. I love. Texas has low expectations on the field this year. They don't give a shit. We got B. John Robinson. I hope he runs fast and scores touchdowns. And that's great. Do Wins we know if he's signed an NIL deal with a Dijon mustard? Wow. You know, putting our rivalry aside where I was correct in that argument. Uh, what you just said, though, is really good. I appreciate that. He needs it. All right, rivalry shield back up. Listen, like I was saying, I'm swimming in hatred right now. And it feels so freaking good. I love it. So Texas is feeling pretty good about it. We're just ruining everybody's lives right now or irking them or whatnot. Good. Congratulations. You're feeling good for breaking up with someone, living with them for the next four years. Yes. And then yes. hoping that people give a shit about what you do in the next three. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, so, it's so dumb. So dumb. You wish you could be us right now because it's so I good. I do not, actually. It's so We're good. actually thriving because you've been so jealous that you couldn't control yourselves. My, that's jealous? The situation. Yes, Texas is so jealous of Texas A&M. Are you kidding me? The revenue that A&M has brought in, the talent A&M has brought in, the fact that players are choosing to go to Texas A&M over the University of Texas, like, that's all this needs to be said. That's that's always happened. We always recruit against each other. It's not a jealousy thing. Here's the thing that I don't it think is. A&M understands and what you understand is that y'all left for the SEC. You forgot how bad it was here in the Big 12. Do you know who, who we have to hang out with every day? We have to hang out with people from TCU and Baylor. We have to hang out with oh, people from West Virginia. Do you think that's been fun for 10 years? It has not been, been fun. It's been hilarious to watch. Okay, right. So you, you think it's so much about Texas you wanting. You can't forget about y'all's annual losing to Kansas. I'm really going to miss that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, no, they, you see it as a jealousy point. Texas wanting to go there to see. I, I just don't want to hang out with these people anymore. It's getting creepy. It's getting weird. It's like deliverance every single week. I don't want to be here anymore. So we're leaving. And I can't acknowledge at least you, you've read the room and you've seen that you no longer belong in it. I don't want to be here. Nobody wants to be here. I even talked to my worst. Read, read the room. I mean, room. Our, our mortal enemy was looking at us from across the room and was like, we, we got to go, right? Yeah, we got to get the fuck out of here. That's what oh, it yeah, was. It's like, when, it's like when you walk into a party and you're like, whoa, this is not my vibe. I'm not good with these people. Or walk into a new bar and you're like, yeah, I really got to get out of here. So you start eyeballing your friend from across the room, trying to make eyes at them like, hey, let's go. Let's that's go. What, let's that, go. That's what it was. Okay. Anyone that watches F Boy Island on HBO Max, why I'm bringing that up in our college football show, but they do this thing where if you need to get out of a situation, you yell pterodactyl, and that's what Texas and Oklahoma have been doing. They were screaming pterodactyl at one another for probably the past several years. That's okay, that's what it was. I didn't know that was a code word. I wasn't let, let in on that pterodactyl, but yeah, yeah, we've been screaming it. I don't want to hang out with these maybe, people anymore. Maybe, maybe they didn't say pterodactyl, maybe it was more like, caca! <laughs> Either way, we've been losing our minds over here. So we're going to come hang out, okay? And you just got to deal with it. It's going to be fun. All right, we're almost at an hour of doing this, Tyler. So I think, you know, if, if everyone's hung out with us for long enough, then we should just give the people what they really want to know our our playoff predictions our right playoff now. Predi playoff yes. predictions on August 26th because we're going to be so damn accurate. Yes. Before we do playoff picks, so I do want to say this, that if this is your first time at the Twitch channel, which obviously it is because it's the first episode that we're doing, but thank you for joining us and watching us today. Thanks for everybody hanging out in the chat. We're going to be doing more than just this show on uh, the channel. So I know for this weekend, Haley, I'm probably going to fire this up, maybe do a little Saturday watch party hop in and out, watching games, stuff like that. We plan to do a lot of different things uh, and create a bunch of different content for you guys. Um, and all that's coming down the pipe. We're just kind of getting started right now. So for our playoff picks uh, coming up into this season, Haley, who do you got? Mine are going to be boring as all get out. I hope yours are a little bit spicier than mine. Okay, well, then you go first. Oh, God. All right, look, just looking at it as I can from like just – 
looking at it on paper, I'm trusting reliability. I'm trusting talent. I have Oklahoma as an undefeated number one, the number one overall team in the country. I have Alabama. Oh, you actually are ranking them. I just put the, ne- the names in there. Not necessarily. Ra- I know I have Oklahoma, without a doubt, undefeated as the number one team in the All country. Right. Uh, Alabama with the loss, Ohio State undefeated, and then Clemson with the loss. I hate those picks. I can't see me going with anybody else, though, realistically. I don't buy Georgia. I don't buy UNC just yet. I don't buy anybody out of the Big Ten, kind of like you said, doing anything to knock off Ohio State. I think you're someone, so go ahead and run those back for me. Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. Yeah, I'm a little bothered that you forgot about a team there, even in reciting teams that you could potentially have, like you, you were just rattling off teams that might be in your thought process, and mm-hmm. you didn't even include Texas A&M. No, so why would I include a team that won't make it to the playoffs? That's crazy. They are. Texas A&M is going to win the SEC East, and then they're going to just play Georgia in the Big 12. I mean, in the Big wow, Big. They ain't going to win the 12 SEC 12 East. 12. They're going to win the West. If A&M wins That's the SEC no, East, they, that would be fucking nuts. No, I'm saying A&M is going to win the SEC West play the champion of the SEC East, which is going to be Georgia, since we don't have any of this bullshit of having to play them in season and then in the postseason, that will be the only matchup. So this year, people get excited, will finally be the year that you don't likely see two teams from the SEC in the Final Four simply because of that. Um, And A&M is going to defeat Georgia in SEC Championship. A&M will be in the college football playoff, whether they're 3-4, I don't give a shit. But my other ones... Clemson, Oklahoma, and just for funsies, I'm going to throw Cincinnati in there. Cincinnati. So I think you got three of those right. A&M, that's just crazy talk. But Cincy, I do like in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm done with you. I'm done. I'm I know. You're, hey, week. either way, I hate to break your bubble. I don't know if anybody's beaten Oklahoma. I hate saying that as a Longhorn fan, but I think that's the team. I do have they on always, my – They always stumble. Like, they always stumble. And then Clemson's just been too consistent – um, they're that's too kind talented. Of my they're so yeah. talented. Even though they're okay. new, they just reload. Cincy is also my dark horse to get in. I, I hope they're there. I would love to see Cincy there at the end of the year. I hope they could put some pressure on the committee. Um, right. But yeah, I hope we're all. I hope we're wrong though with all those. I mean, I hope you're. You want to obviously be right with A and M, but I'd like to see something yeah. other than the usual cast of characters in the top four. Who knows? I genuinely like. I genuinely believe. You can laugh at me all you want when I say that AM will win the national championship, but I genuinely believe they get in the Final Four this year. Just because, okay, take like take Texas A&M and your feelings for them aside. They are a they finished in the top four last season. There's no significant loss in talent except for a couple offensive linemen and their starting quarterback, which as we said, the way their offense is is just plug and play. So if you're if I'm giving you the characteristics of this team on paper without you knowing who it is, you put them in your final four. I need something more dynamic on offense. Offensive line holes bother me and I don't like the way that Jimbo runs his offense. It pisses me off. Okay, that's a that's a that's that's your opinion that's not if you actually look on paper you can't just be like i don't like the way georgia runs their offense i don't either (laughs) i hate the way georgia runs their off i hate it so we'll see open up that playbook remember them remember them cincy texas a&m oklahoma clemson yep there you go solid picks i'm excited to just start talking about this again we're going to grow on this twitch thing we're just going to have fun with it. Uh, you're going to yep. be back home. I think you're out in L.A. right this week. I currently am in L.A., but I'll be headed back out of this out of the City of Angels. There'll be a little bit, you know, different background here and stuff. And, yeah, keep following us on Instagram. Like Tyler said, we're going to be putting a lot more content there. If there's content you want us to see, things you want us to talk about, um, let us know, and we'll definitely, you know, make things happen. We will make things uh, – Haley will make them happen. I will listen, <laughs> and it, depending upon if I like it, I will do it or I will not. This is just Fair. how it is. I'm the villain Fair. this year. I'm going to be an absolute ass on this show to deal with because I'm just I'm floating it at Haley. Oh, it feels so nothing good. New. It's it nothing new. We're so back for season good. two. So pumped for this. Um, all right, guys, we will be back next week on Tuesday. Tuesday is going to be the official day for the show. Uh, this one is on a Thursday right before the weekend, Tuesday next week, and we'll be doing smatterings of stuff in between, kind of like Haley said with her content. But I guess that is it for tonight. What we have learned is that we know nothing. We know everything. A&M is apparently going to the playoffs. And I don't like Auburn this year. You're on my naughty you list. You don't like Auburn. I'm mad at Auburn. 
I might make a sign about how mad I'm at, uh, at Auburn. I don't like it. Hey, no, you got to leave the SEC. It just means more. But with that being said, everyone feel free to hit me up. Twitter, Haley1, Graves2, Instagram, Haley Graves with two S's. Feel free to go and look at my real-time thoughts, like I mentioned, of Texas and Oklahoma. Joining the SEC, it's mostly really about Texas, let's be honest. That's on my Twitter channel. Um, so, yeah, excited to be here on Twitch, and let's party this season, people. Yeah, we're going to party. It just means more. Hook them. Good job. Go you can follow Tyler at the Tyler Co. That or I'm, <laughs> I am Tyler or Co. I'm. It's the and I'm. Re real <laughs> shock and shit over here on my end. The Tyler Co. <laughs> okay, I can't. All right, we got to get out of here. I got to get prepped for uh, Illinois, Nebraska this weekend. I have a watch oh, party yeah. that we're gonna do for that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Saturday afternoon, we're gonna do a watch party on this show. If anybody has literally nothing going on in their lives, at 12 o'clock Central Time. I will be here breaking down Illinois, Nebraska. There we go. Yeah, that's it. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you. We love you. Thank you to the chat. Thank you to Dr. Bacon. Thank you, Miss Graves. You're the best. We will see you guys next week. Yep. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.